tuning in to the online broadcast network. AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries. And your number one source for after show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Yeah. Good song. I love this song. It was a good song. It's a badass song. Welcome to the Blacklist After Buzz show. Right? Yes. Right. After show. The Blacklist After Show. Blacklist After after Buzz After Show. The Blacklist After Show on After Buzz. Yes. Welcome to Blacklist (laughs) After Show. Someone's still recovering (laughs) from the Super Bowl. (laughs) Um, We are back, folks. We're back. Uh, We're happy to be back. I've been off for a while. Um, I'm, I'm Joe Braswell. Uh, happy, happy to be back. I'm joined, as always, by the lovely Nando Velasquez. Oh, thank you. Happy it's, New Year. Happy New Year. We have not been together since last year, since 2014. That's it's, very true. It's good, yes. it's happy good to see Year, you. Happy New Year, gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I'm also joined by the lovelier, loveliest of them all, Julia Carley. Oh, well. well, thank you for Hello. that. Happy 2015 <laughs> to me. Happy, and I, I did see you. I've seen you. I saw you on my birthday. I did. Oh, I, didn't, I didn't see you on my birthday. You weren't invited. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> uh, <let's laughs> no, no, no big deal. Julia did the invites. I don't know. Uh, oh, that makes sense. Well, that's the last and time I party. on the line, we might have... No? No. Okay. Well, at some point, we're going to have the mysterious Joe Sanfilippo, who's not here. The year of Flippo. The year of Flippo. This is the year of Flippo. 2015. Uh, and if you know why he's not here, it's such a year of Flippo. Yeah. It's perfect. Um, I'm, <laughs> he was probably rooting for the Seahawks. Flippo, Flippo, Flippo also, <laughs> also at my birthday. But then he'll deny it. By the way, Nando. <laughs> he was also your birthday? Yeah. Well, what happened? You weren't at mine, so we That's both had true. birthdays. That's right. That's right. That's right. We're both, uh. We're both in January uh, babies. Yeah, we're both Capricorns. No, I'm Aquarius. I'm the, I'm the better one. Oh, okay. No yeah. one cares. About, about either of us. <laughs> no one cares. But we do care about no it. I was at my birthday this Saturday. Oh, oh. your birthday Saturday. Oh. Our, our producer, our engineer Josh's birthday was a Saturday. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday, Josh. Josh. A lot of birthdays here. We're all set. Yeah. Right. We all caught up. Well, let's, there's, let's, there's some blacklist to be talking about. Well, let's here. first of all let's just say let's just say new set. First of all, for yep. those of you who haven't tuned in on YouTube, sure. brand new set, looking really really good here. Here we are. We have a hashtag ABTV blacklist. If you notice on our lower thirds, we, have we done our introductions? Yeah, we did do our introductions. So ABTV blacklist. If you want to tweet us anything, blacklist. And also for those who for we, this was this setup wasn't here last time we were here as a blacklist podcast, but we are now on YouTube streaming on YouTube, so you can check us out at YouTube.com. Uh, backslash AfterBuzz TV. Please subscribe to that. Yep. Um, that's actually actually happening in real time now, which is very cool. Um, we're also on iTunes and SoundCloud as well. Yeah. So we're, we're everywhere. We're, we're everywhere. Ubiquitous. There's and no you can, excuse now. And you can tweet us at our handles: uh, Nando Bell for me, uh, Julia Caroly for me, and Joe K Braswell. And it's also on, on the lower thirds too. It's really cool. If you guys haven't aren't watching us on YouTube, you should. It's really cool. The Blacklist. Blacklist. <laughs> <laughs> Forty five minutes in. Let's talk about the show. That's our problem. Uh, the blacklist is back, folks. Black is back. Red is back. Black. Red is black. Red is not black. Red is not black. Red, Red is, not. is back. He is on the blacklist. <laughs> Sorry. Right. Can, can we just right before? And this is not to go off topic. Can yeah. we just talk about the fact? I mean, it's awesome that NBC 
aired this show right after the Super Bowl. Huge ratings. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, well, this, it just shows the confidence they have in the show. I mean, yeah. this is that's a slot reserved for um, shows that the network, you know, whatever the network is that has the Super Bowl wants to either re- launch something mm-hmm. or relaunch something or, or or have their their best show, their best episode behind the Super Bowl when you have. Uh, you know, millions and millions and millions of people, yeah. almost a million people watching. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. I was worried how it was going to come off to newcomers, but I think they did a really good job in that first the first yeah. little chunk of the show with all the newscast talking about Red. I was doing a quick catch-up for the newcomers to the show. I think so. I think uh, I read a good, interesting article, uh, believe it or not, from Forbes mm-hmm. <laughs> talking about TV. Sure. And they they actually commented on the fact that this this episode, it's it's a hard balance to try and entice new viewers and... Keep, keep your old... Keep the old ones happy without, like, alienating them and not, you know, answering certain questions kind or like keeping today. people else. Kind of like us today. <laughs> we're, uh, we're doing like, great, great job, we're doing it. And, but I think they did a really, really good job. And I think just the introduction, even showing Red getting arrested, kind of like he was in the pilot, almost, in a way. It, this, this, was, this was kind of a repilot, you know, yeah. in a lot of okay. ways. And uh, it felt like, you know, like, like a lot of the, pay, the cable stations do with... Um, you know, um, Mad Men's doing this, and Breaking Bad did this, where you break up this one season into two sort of seasons. This, this feels like, even though it's in the same, what's well, a different year, but it feels like mm-hmm. this is season three, but it's actually the back half of season two. So it's yeah. very cool, very cool relaunch. I like the way they did it. A um, lot, a lot of story. We talked about this a little beforehand, but a lot done. Yeah, in a very short amount of time to mm-hmm. sort of catch us all up. But I didn't care. It's like Reds in China. Okay. Red got arrested somehow? All right, sure. Yeah. He's in a deep, dark, black site? Fine. With, with a bunch of crazy guys? Okay, I didn't know. And the CIA is now, what's what, David Strathairn? What's happening here? Yeah. Who cares? It's awesome. I loved it. <laughs> I, I loved it so far. I uh, learned to not question some things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I I, I want to jump into this. I, you yeah. know, it was, I love, this is one of, I mean, I, I, this is like probably my favorite episode next to the pilot itself. It really mm-hmm. sort of like lived up to... Um, what the pilot delivered with this sort of like action pack again, Joe Carnahan directed action packed, um, uh, sort of thriller, if you will, spy thriller. And it felt like with all these big action set pieces, a lot going on. Um, it's kind of everything I wanted this show to be. And then I felt like, although I love the show, I felt like it kind of went down some other roads. And this is a really, like it really, really hooked me in with this episode. Like from, from in every way, shape and form. I loved it. I don't know. What'd you think? Oh yeah, no, I, I agree. Well, look, it it hooked me in. I think it's a great show uh, to show on the Super Bowl. They obviously had this plan for the Super Bowl show. They knew about this ahead of time. So this we was exactly the show. We, we we have the scoop from um, from um, our man Aram. Aram, thank you. (laughs) But uh, they had an idea exactly where to go with this. I mean, they put some big names. I mean, Ron Perlman, David Strayhorn, you know. uh, Strayhorn. Yeah. Uh, Is it Strayhorn or Strayhorn? Strathern. Strathern. Strathern? Okay. Uh, Strathern. Strathern. Okay. And uh, uh, Janelle Malone? Maloney. Janelle Maloney. Oh, God. Am I reading their Twitter accounts here? Is that what I'm doing? The late night shows always mess me up. That's my excuse. But, yeah, I think it's really good. And look, you know what? There is some really good information here that... We're learning some more about the relationship between Red and Lizzie. Yeah, well, I want to, talk, I want to get to that. About get... the fulcrum. We're getting all these little extra, even, even Red, even the first couple of minutes, just the, the newscast talking a little bit about Red's history. I think there were like little, nice little nuggets there that you're like, oh, I didn't realize that, or just hearing all this. Well, stuff. you touched on this too. You touched on the newscast, Julian. I thought, I talked, we talked about this before. I thought it just did such a great job of giving us all of this, like, 
exposition to catch everyone up and also to inform us kind of what the world we're living in now. Mm-hmm. Like, they totally did a great, great job of setting up the world, setting up Red's world, setting up the, the FBI, setting up these new characters, new faces, which I want to talk about, setting up like everything we, we needed to know and see that happened within the first probably felt like three minutes of the, of the show. You know, like, and, and for somebody who was brand new to the show, um, I think they have a well-rounded idea of who Red is and yeah. who the the backbone of this entire show is. Right, they but, really captured it perfectly. Yeah, the, the newscast was, uh, was 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 great. Um, well for done. That. Right after the Super Bowl, watching the Super Bowl, all of a sudden straight right. into a special report. Red Reddington captured. Oh yeah, I almost missed it. Yeah, I yeah. thought it was a news report. <laughs> no. I was like, oh wait a second. It was great. It was great. So let, let, let's talk about like. Well, I want to talk about some of these new faces. And um, mm. uh, well, first of all, we have we have. Um, you know, that episode is Luther, Brax- Luther Braxton. Yes. Number who 21. is number 21, 21. You know, who, uh, lived up to all expectations. I mean, it was, you know, Ron Perlman. And he is a complete 1000% badass. Just yeah. his, oh. just having him on, just having his presence, having him on the show, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just having, seeing him there, you know, with his like, with his, with his hair, you got the Guy Fieri like hair going on right now. Yeah. And then everything happening. He looked, he was so awesome. And, he, I, I loved it. I think he's so powerful in anything that he does that mm. it didn't even matter to me that he did not say a freaking word for the first 10, 15 minutes yeah. Oh, that show. Fir- well, the first shot of him getting yeah. electric th- shock therapy and just taking it. But all of that all through, that. He, maybe, he threw in a go-go at yeah. one point, but he didn't talk for, yeah. the, for yeah. the first 10 minutes. That's a great point. That's a, that's a, that's a great but point. he's so commanding and terrifying yeah. and Awesome. Yeah, this is um, another thing. Like, I feel like that they've done a great job with uh, at least now. They're they're really sort of populating the show with all these fantastic actors, mm-hmm. and it helps elevate the material, which you know is fant- is good. But you know, there's some suspension of disbelief going on here. Like, for, I mean, I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. There's a lot of a lot of lot of lot of leaps that were made. I'm like, like, so I'm just kind of shrugging. Okay, if you say so, you know. Okay, mm-hmm. fine. But I believed it all because you have, uh, you know, you, have, you know, uh, very convincing Janelle Maloney as a, as a new CIA CIA uh, liaison. liaison. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you have David Strathairn as 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 some shady. Was he the director? That the was director. A, that's his name, the director. That's what they referred to him as. I, they didn't say the director of what, but I'm guessing it's some kind of U.S. agency where uh, he could well, be in the room with. Uh, it was the CIA. I'm, I'm guessing is that the CIA director. They, um, they, they referenced, well, Janelle's from the CIA. Yeah. They, he's there and they referenced him as okay. the director. And I'm, I don't know what other, it's not the FBI. I guess that's just weird because when you look him up on, on IMDb as well, his character, yeah. it says the director. Interesting. Doesn't even say CIA director. Maybe, maybe that's intentionally vague. Probably intentionally vague. Well, you know how everyone has like a certain code name or anything. I almost yes. wonder if like that's his special name. <laughs> the, director. the director. I'm the director. No, he's, seen, he's a guy who can, well, he's a guy who has the authority to call in the airstrike, so. And he seems to be the perfect replacement for Fitch. I you mean, know, especially star power and everything, you know. He's one of the, man, the, man, the man's got Oscar nominations. He's got, yeah. you know, he was fantastic in, uh, in, in the Bourne movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bourne 3 and 4. I mean, he's, this is, he, he's, he's that he guy. He was in Alphas. He was great in Alphas. He's great in Alphas. Yeah. L- love that show, by the way. Yeah. Oh, well. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I, it's good to see him. Um, and, and yeah, like, I, I love the idea of, and so they did another sort of, sort of clean house, and we got, like, we, we talked about this, uh, at the beginning, the beginning of the season. They sort of pared this down to the essential team that we have. You know, we have, uh, Aram, we have Wrestler, we have, uh, Lizzie, Red, uh, and, um, Navabi. 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 Um, so, and, you know, and of course, Harold Cooper. Um, which of is, be, which was, it seems a lot more unwieldy than before we had all of these folks. We had, you know, so, so many people. I am worried about my man, uh, Dimbe. 
Where's he? Well, David, well, David didn't get captured. He had been arrested. That's true. Yeah, he's probably at home chilling out in the in the I'll, mansion while Red carries his plan. I, I imagine. I, I, I would like to. I would love to have seen him. In like you know, in well, this episode, doing you know something. who else we didn't see? Who? Tom. Oh, oh. I'm well aware. And that's of this. a big question. Yeah, yes, very I'm true. Well aware that we did not see Tom. <laughs> very true. So yeah, new faces. Um, I love getting, getting in. Go ahead. But it was actually okay that we didn't see Tom because I think this episode was so it focused. Would confuse it. Yeah, it would yeah. That yeah. we we were focused on this prison and what was happening at the FBI, and um, that, that's kind of what I enjoyed about this right. this episode. I thought it was really balanced with the action, the exposition, mm-hmm. but like I said, very focused. So I didn't really worry about Tom. Yeah. I was really in this world at this moment. I, I'm with you. I, I agree. Um, the and it's rare I don't worry about Tom. I'm, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I'm really. I, I can't wait. For, is Joe coming? Do we have him? Is he? Is he? Flippo? Did you tell him the call? Oh, yeah, we did, didn't we? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. think we did. Was, whose job was that? I think that was your job. Was that my job? Yeah. Oh, I must have messed it up. Oh yeah, no one told him the call. <laughs> Sorry, Flippo's. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing the show. Yes, it's, call in. It's nice to know he wasn't listening. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah. I want. I'm, I'm, I want his take because he was so. Uh, he was so upset about the FBI black site, the floating black site with the with the with the large container. Yeah. And this is the super secret prison. I thought about him instantly. <laughs> this, this is a, it's a deep black site, a deep black site uh, with the super with the super secret uh, prison on board that held all. All this, like the Gitmo on steroids, and also, yeah, held all of our intelligence, all, all of our, uh, all of our data intelligence. I have one minor issue about this whole, like, the way they introduced the factory. Yes. So when they finally introduced the factory, and you got Ressler saying, you know, he's at this off offsite black ops uh, site, the factory. Everybody knew what the factory was. Even Aram knew what the factory well, was. And and Lizzie's like, "What's the factory?" No. Well, well, I mean, look, I mean, that, that kind of got me a little bit. I, I got the, we got, I got the impression that. Uh, that the factory is like sort of a sort of a government CIA myth. It Level, seems something it's, it's of, a, it's of a folklore, super, right? It's 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 a super yeah. So like like even around like, Sarah, Sarah, real? Nevada knew everybody knew. Well, because what the janitor's sleeping by going, oh, the factory. I heard legend about it. No, the Bobby knew because she's Mossad. She's a she's she's a spy. Yeah, you know that's not works for the FBI. Uh, Aram, Aram knows everything because he's sort of like heard heard, heard stuff. The CIA folks knew stuff. So, but Harold's like the factory. What's yeah. that? <laughs> well, Lizzie was the one that said that. Okay, well, that's true. I think Harold even knew. Uh, well, she's I, still a newbie. You know who didn't know about the factory? It's Joe Sanfilippo. Joe, I knew about the factory. <laughs> Joe, we forgot to call you. Or we, we f- You're bad people. We started the show, and we were like, Joe should be calling you any second. And then we realized that we didn't call you. So I'm sorry. How long has the show been going? Two hours. <laughs> well, that's good. It's a special. Did you guys cover everything? <laughs> yes, just about. No. Uh, we, did, we, just, we, we came in just in time. I thought of you because I wanted to – we were talking about the, the, the factory, which is the, the blackest of black sites – I mean the the right. deep black like the Joe, the Joe Braswell's the deep black site. <laughs> <laughs> it's and, and I would like Joe Braswell and then it's a deep black site everybody knows about. Yes. That, so so tell me tell me what your impressions about the the factory joke since you were so you had so much to say about the floating tanker with the uh, glass case cell that Red Red was in. I had a problem with the tanker because it was for Red. Like right. that was the whole tanker was for Red. Sure. But this this makes sense to me. Fair this, enough. This fulfills every horrifying CIA fantasy we all have. Yes, it? yes, it does. Uh, they weren't and shy the about fact that, that, 
that a Mossad agent would know more about it than the FBI. It's like, we got to keep this from the FBI. Those kids over there, they, we can't tell them all this stuff. They're, they're cops. They're cops. Yeah. We can tell them. Yeah, exactly. That, that, that's something else. So what, what, did you, what did you think of this episode, Jim? We, we, we all loved it. I, um, what, you know, give, give, give me some of your first impressions. I, I thought it kicked butt. Jill Carnahan started the, started the second half of the season off with a bang, dude. I like this one a lot. Hmm. Yeah. R- Ron Perlman, perfect. David Strathern, perfect. Yep. The fulcrum. I love this. This was great. This was the best episode this season, in my opinion. I really thought this was great. I agree. That's what I said. It's, my, it's probably my favorite of the series, actually, so far. I've been really, really into it. Um, the, the way they I like what they're doing here. So, um, so let's get into the, to, into what happened. Like, so this apparently Red got himself captured to gain access to, to gain access to information that will lead him to the fulcrum. But Pete needs to get that information before. Uh, super badass blacklister uh, Luther gets it, so it's it's a pretty elaborate plan. But he's red, so well he's not. I don't I don't think he's trying to get the information from the Fulcrum. He's just trying to stop. Well, I think Braxton I think it's both. I it. think first and foremost, he needs to make sure that Braxton does not get it because then that blows his cover. Yeah, that uh, the agency thinks that he has it. Mm-hmm. Right, agency is that what they're called? Well, the the, the government, the CIA. Ball. The, the big super the, the agency, secret, the, the secret the, one. Oh, oh the, yeah, yeah, yeah the, that, um, sorry, that, that agency, yes. The Illuminati guys. The. Yeah, <laughs> so that's the number one plan, Amazing. but I think he also wants his hands on the fulcrum as well, so it's two birds, one stone. Mm. Right. And I'm not, you know, uh, what was his plan exactly? He doesn't want any, he want any help from the FBI, any help from anybody. He gets himself captured, knows that uh, getting himself captured in China, the CIA will... Take him to the, to deep, the deep black site because he's the number one wanted guy around. So mm-hmm. that's where he'll go. He gets there before he knows he's about to get tortured at some point. But he's like just handing out, you know, numbers to uh, to get. He's going to bribe his way out of there. Like how does how does he think this is going to go down? I, I wonder. He was trying <laughs> to get a face to face with the warden right. to warn him. Right, and it worked. What you got? But it didn't. He didn't believe. Him. Well, he 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 got the face to face with the warden. He didn't spend the fifty thousand because right. Desmond didn't take the money. He well, just got the warden to him. He didn't take did the money he? right. He didn't take the money at the first part. Right. He took the. It's apparently. I guess he took the money afterwards. Which is a very cool Reddington. He's just. He's just hollering. Call this number two one two five five five. That yeah. I love that. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, absolutely. But I, I guess yeah, his plan was to go in there because he figured the only way he can get uh, to talk to the warden or try and warn them and, is to get captured himself. Right. Uh, but of course, no one believes Red until it's too late. Right. Of yeah. You know, that's a typical thing. So, um, so that happens. Now, then, you know, obviously the the CIA folks. What I didn't quite get is I love the introduction of of you know Strathairn and um, the, the the director mm-hmm. and, uh, and and Janelle. Her characters, I, lo- I love. I love the idea of that. But then the the, the quickness of which the CIA gives the FBI re-jurisdiction to go in with a helicopter, I thought was a little I, that that didn't seem quite right to me. But I don't know. How, how does that make sense, Joe Flippo? That that the, the CIA well, is like, well, okay, as, guys, go ahead. As 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 you know, I've spent seventeen years in the CIA and the yes. FBI. I'm deeply <laughs> deeply in. Um, you're you're an expert on FBI on television. Is, FBI right is this now, a pal. WTF moment we're about to hear? Here's what I know about the FBI: <laughs> <laughs> FBI WTF. And I know that occasionally I have I take umbrage with tankers that drive around the Hudson Bay. Yeah, but um, but I think we can accept for the purposes of storyline. I mean, we have to at some point or another willful suspension of disbelief. You can't 
it's a 43 minute. They got 43 minutes of programming. They can't. Like, there's no possible way to make it all make sense. I 100 percent agree. I don't care. Like I think that like they could have said, think- you know, Reds on a spaceship to Mars, and they've got it. Like they was it was so well executed that I don't. I didn't, I didn't care. I think my 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 uh, disbelief was willfully suspended throughout this entire episode because I, I was just wanting to get to the part where. Uh, where Luther Braxton assembles his team of super badasses to go against Reds, a team of <laughs> assembled super badasses, and they battle it out on the on the weird black site. More or less, yeah. That, that's what I wanted. <laughs> I, I kind of wanted to see at one point, I really wanted to see, um, what do you call it, Perlman's character, Braxton, just put on a leather jacket with Sons of Anarchy in the back <laughs> and just like, let's roll. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I don't know. He, But I, what I will say is that I because we've seen people die in the in, end of season one, and because we've seen you know all, all bets are off, and we're kind of repiloted here. I was really at the edge of my seat. I I didn't know that. I know if um, if uh, uh, Samar Samar I don't, I know Samar's going to make it. I thought she might die. I thought wrestler might go. I had no idea. Like, I was really genuinely. I thought Perlman could shoot anyone. I was really genuinely on the edge of my seat with this. I I, I bought everything. I don't know, Jules. Which... Oh, I did too. That whole uh, the whole notion of that torture room with them hanging by the chains and yes. just barely being able to touch the block underneath them was very quite upsetting to yeah. me. And I, you know, I thought she was going to go too. Yeah. You know, she was writhing and wriggling, and her neck was breaking. Yeah. Well, so, uh, let's not forget Aram. Yeah, okay. I mean, oh, he, his he, reaction when face. he heard You're going to give him the code, aren't you? You give him the code, right? You're going to give him the code. You've got to give him the code. You've got to give him the code. Take it easy, Rob. <laughs> we, we, we all know you like her. Yes. We all know. And I, lo- I, lo- I love that, that <laughs> take that into him. When, when she said, <laughs> when, when he read the badge, Rob did a take to camera like. <gasps> With his wide eyes. <laughs> I was like, no. That was, that was, that was adorable. <laughs> I did like that a lot. Um, yeah, so I. Uh, but, but I was I was really really uh, terrified. But I think I think you know about jumping if, if we're going plot wise or whatever without jumping ahead. I mean, it, seeing the end of this episode, it seems like there's a lot of people's lives who are at stake. Sure. At the end of this episode, so yeah. we really don't know still if right. Wrestler or uh-huh. or Samara are making it. We out of don't this. know, yeah, don't. Uh, which is amazing. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a two parter, so yeah, you know, we we have no idea. Um, I love that. I also love uh, you know we we had a lot of we, we got our our, our wonderful. Um, Red monologues. Here we got a couple of good red monologues. Mm-hmm. A couple of good ones. We got the. It was a brilliant one. Yeah, br- brilliant one at the end. We got a playful one earlier. Talk about the guy uh, who stole the vase. Yes, and was found in the, the wall. Vase. He's got an, he's like, he's <laughs> Bruno. Like, He's like the uncle with the crazy anecdotes, you know. Reminds so me of my cousin Bruno. Yeah, <laughs> it's like the fish, uh, the fish in Mexico. Yeah, well, that one was. Pretty, that was a good. That was a good that one was too. Pretty deep. And then we got a little peek into into the history of Red and uh, and and Luther. I mean, I like I like the fact that no matter how badass of a badass the blacklister is, uh, Red Reddington always seems to be able seems to not be afraid and be up to the challenge. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, uh, this is something that Spader is excellent at. Because Spader is not probably the most badass guy in the world, but you know, the, I would totally believe that he's willing to stand toe to toe around Perlman. Like on the phone, he's like, "Hello, Luther." You know, I'm like, "Oh," and then they talk about Belgrade and whatever happened there. And I, mm-hmm. I just, I totally believe that these guys are like adversaries, and that Red is not afraid of this guy at all. The one guy on the planet. Yeah, I don't know. What, what did you think about the Joe uh, Fl- Flippo? What did you think about the uh, the Red um, uh, Red Luther interactions? I thought they had great chemistry. And, you know, it was funny. Mike Blanchard uh, tweeted for us, which I thought was awesome. He's like, 
Dude, Hellboy versus Ultron. Who'd have thought? <laughs> <laughs> the ultimate geek out. That's right. Yeah. Hellboy versus Ultron. Hellboy versus Ultron. Thank you, Mike. That's a great one. Yeah. That's a... Nerdgasm. That's a nerdgasm. <laughs> that <we didn't> <laughs> um, so, yeah. I, yeah I, go ahead. Go ahead, I Joe. thought their, their chemistry was great. I bought it. I bought... And I, I love... Here's what I like. You know, Rob Perlman is a very, very big, physically imposing man. Yep. And I love that, that they had his character as, as more of a brutal guy. And calling out Red, like, everybody bought into you. Everybody thought you were so tough. You weren't that hard. I, I, proved, I showed you a dog race. You weren't, th- you weren't all that. Mm. And, and you just get a real, you know, you get a real sense, too, that if you're in that life, you're in that world, or at least our, our, uh, our, our fictionalized version of it, you don't have a room for anyone to think that you're weak for even a second. Like, once they think you're weak, that's it. It goes. I loved all he that stuff. He would never have tried this if he didn't feel that, that he could have gotten away with it. Yeah, all, all that stuff was fantastic. All that stuff about uh, him calling him out as being like, you know, you're you're in your private jets and your tailored suits. Like, do you even drive? Yeah, do you even drive? Like, I'm a, I'm a criminal, mother effer. Like, like I, I live this. That's what, what Ron Perlman was saying. Like, you're you're flying around on jets. Thug life. But we also know Red is a super badass, as 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 uh, the guy from the cartel found out when he in the, in the uh in the warden's office. Oh, yeah. That was bitchy. That, that was, was so cool. That was a cool scene. <laughs> and what, what, what am I, what's my job? Oh, no, your job is to, uh, it's to die right now. You're <laughs> <laughs> here for a message. I'm sending a message. That was cool. I would be really interested. I wrote that down, um, Morales and what happened. I, I have wrote it down somewhere in my notes. It would be really interesting if we saw an episode in the future that had those facts. Yes. About that uh, Felix Morales and whatever, the whatever happened with the oh, cartel yes. there. Yeah, sure. Yeah, if this had ramifications, this little you know throwaway moment that looked so badass yes. actually had something to play later on. It, 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 it could. And I don't Lizzie know. didn't even seem... Phased by it, yeah. She's, she's used to it by now. Yeah, by now. Which, which I want to go back to the, the, the Lizzie Red interactions are interesting. I mean, uh, Lizzie's finally. I mean, she's doing. You know, she's one eighty and then one eighties again and then full circles and spins around. I mean, I don't know, but now she's. You know, there's interaction like you know maybe maybe I care about you. Maybe I actually care about. Yeah, you. maybe I actually care. Like I don't know. What, what are we? What are we getting? What are you? What are you sensing from your girl, um, Lizzie? And, and well, what, I think she's um, she's just. She has a major attachment to him now. Mm-hmm. They've been through a lot together. She has so many questions, and he does always protect her. And yep. he is always looking out for her, and now she's starting to look out for him as well. She's a little bit hardened as uh, in comparison to as she was in the first season, but you know they've really spent the first half of this season, the second season, really showing us the, this harder side of her. Right. But I, I can't keep up whether she likes him, loves him, hates him, despises him. Is uh, attracted to him? Like can, their family, huh? What? I said it's almost like they're family, huh? Well, shut up, Joe. I think, but it's almost I, like they're related. I think there's a good. Well, no, I think he actually. I, I'm glad you brought that up. I think there really is a good point because we got to see a lot more color about this relationship, mm-hmm. and and the fact that now we know that she has something to do, do with the fulcrum. Yeah. You know, I don't know if the family connection is as as obvious now. It kind of, I think it has more for the argument against them being family. And and look, I'm pro family. Yes, so, you are. You know I am. So let's, I'm uh... pro them being mommy, uh, daddy, and daughter. But I feel like I, I always want to hear a story. Like if you're gonna prove me wrong, at least have a good story there. And mm-hmm. I feel like this whole thing that that she's important to this fulcrum. Like would he really put his daughter at stake for something like this? That that's my question. Yellow blouses for everyone. I'm just saying. I I really well. One thing I'm happy about, at least I hope, 
I was getting, we were all getting so sick and tired of like this whole Lizzie, like, you know, I hate you, Red, don't talk to me, and I love you, I hate you, like, yeah. like you're saying. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, with all the information we got, she's already kind of warming up to him. Mm-hmm. Now, with all the information we got, it seems like Red's sort of like, you know, kind of spilling his guts. Ron Perlman spilled, spilled, you know, spilled some guts there. So, hopefully this draws them closer together and Lizzie can be more pro-Red. I'd like to see them just really willfully working together. I hate this faux sort of adversary crap. Oh, enough of it already. That doesn't really work. I don't think their the chemistry is not strong enough to, to play to pull that off. Let, let's let them do work together and be the, either the, I don't want to say father-daughter, but just the <laughs> the, the teacher, uh, student, the mentor, student. Well, I still think there's still going to be a little, a little tension between the two of them. I mean, if you notice at the end of the episode, uh, Braxton realizes that Lizzie is the girl. Great moment. He, he has this, uh, epiphany. He talks oh, about that the was fire. Such a cool moment. So the house, Great moment. The girl, and then he looks, he goes, oh, she's the one. Yeah. And that's right around the time Red screams at Lizzie to shoot Braxton. <laughs> and we don't know. Yeah. Based on the end of that episode, we don't, we don't, I don't think she shot him, no. but you see Red, Red's trying to get Lizzie to shoot Braxton because he obviously knows more, uh, that he can let Lizzie know about. Well, it's just like when he smothered her, her adopted father, yeah. Sam. So he wouldn't tell. I mean, yeah. for exactly. other, there were, there were layered so, reasons for that, but that was a big reason. So right now we're in a situation where Lizzie wants to keep Braxton alive probably because she figures she can get more information from him than Red and Red yeah. wants him dead so they're already kind of in a way at odds at the end of this episode for a slight moment Flip how are you feeling about Lizzie and Red I don't know anymore I mean <laughs> obviously I, I'm on I'm on I'm on the whole gee, he's got to be her dad or it's weird camp so that's, that's you've been saying that for you know months 18 months 18 months not gonna change um <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Like you know, it's just they they had to do so many things hmm. that are so like so huge to not go to to not have her figure this out. That it's got to be something so good that it's got to justify it. Otherwise, the character seems like a sociopath. Yeah. So uh, you know, I'm hoping it's a father I, thing I, because I can't really see anything that goes beyond that that don't make sense. Well, like I said, I agree with you on that. I just feel like this episode actually, for the first time in a long time, actually showed evidence that maybe it's possible that they might not be father daughter, and it's something believable. There's a believable uh, yeah. I, I, it's, I, it'll be interesting to see or ask uh, if uh, if if they if John and the gang knew from the get go what the relationship was. Uh, we, we, I think, I think, um, Aram, um, was saying that, um, that only James Spader o- only, knows. Only Spader knows, but I think that, like, it feels like they have some, like, so this episode wasn't even shot yet when, when we, when we, when he, when he came in the studio, right? I don't think it was, because he was saying, I don't, I don't think they had it. I don't think they shot it yet. Yeah, so I, I feel Where? like there's, I feel like that there's, the, the writers had a lot of space to sort of, like, really, map this thing out. It felt like you know, the, pilot, the pilot was done, the whole last season was successful, the thing's a big hit. I feel like that they sort of took some time and really sort of gridded this thing out and said, okay, let's let's really make this story tighter and figure out how we're doing this thing and move forward. I just feel the thing getting, getting a little tighter. And to answer your question, Joe, the introduction of her as an uh, as a piece of uh, the information, the, the puzzle piece aside from red that can get to fulcrum um all the, the her being in the fire all the stuff that uh, that um luther braxton was saying you know this this introduces a whole new potential storyline as to what their relationship could be so the whole i think i think it's a lot more more complicated than just he's her dead you know i mean i think that for season one that worked but i think that they're really trying to steer us in a different direction and hopefully give us some different answers uh- I, I hear what you're saying, and I'll, 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 I want to say what I have to. I'll reiterate. I will iterate again. No, oh. multiple iterations. 
the character has done so many things that are so enormous, murders, uh, you know, brutal ones, mm-hmm. um, to, to protect this girl, that, that if they don't have something that is huge to justify it, the whole thing is going to fall flat on its face. So I Maybe mean, she has some weird DNA imprint or some weird chip in her brain or something or some weird, right, I don't know. Like this, or did she get the, did she get the, the fulcrum under hypnosis? But then in that case, it's 30-year-old information. Is it even worth anything? I don't know. I mean, whatever it is, that they, it has to be enough that they can hang an entire series on it because the relationship is so, at this point, there's so much that's gone on. If he's not her father, it's got to be so big that it'll make it all still make sense and still make him a sympathetic character. Sure, sure. Well, there's obviously an emotional attachment that they have towards each other as well. It's not just he's protecting her as an asset because she's the key to finding the fulcrum. There, it, there's tenderness and love there in some fashion. I just, I still just don't think that it's father daughter. Yeah, but he, he he really cares about her. Yes, deeply, deeply yes. cares. And that that wonderful monologue you talked about the Injo when he's when he's sort of comparing himself to the. Uh, to the creature who's the fish. the fish who, you know, has no sunlight and has become ugly. And then that was wonderful. I mean, I, that you, you really sense that he wants a glimpse at, uh, uh, you know, to see if he has something to care about and someone to care about. And he really seems to, that seems to be Lizzie. I don't know that it's because it's his daughter, but he, he wants to care. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, don't, I, don't, think I, don't, it, I don't think it's her dad. Um, uh, <laughs> But uh, you know, so I want to I want to talk about some of these potential, you know, directions we where we can go from here potentially because there's a lot of things sort of set up. You know, mm-hmm. um, we so with, with the introduction of of of, Steve, of of the director David Strathern uh, as the shadowy, you know, ambiguous fi- figure is he? Uh, well, let's go around him. Is he hero? Or, I mean, villain or good guy or bad guy? Go bad guy for sure. Yeah, I mean, he's. I mean, but but was 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 Fitch a bad guy? I mean, is, is, is it gray? I mean, I, 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 it, it, he seems kind of gray. I feel like Fitch had a respect for Red mm-hmm. that that the director is lacking. So yeah. I think he'll be more uh, cold-blooded towards anything that we have attachment to, like right. Red. And Fitch seemed to be the one who, who kind of had the organization, you know, at bay a little bit. Like, let's, we, we need, you know, he was the one that kind of told, I think, that the organization that Red, you know, wouldn't be good to kill Red because of the whole fulcrum thing. Right. And now that the director feels strongly that Red is, doesn't have the fulcrum, you know, there were other people in that little uh, meeting that we didn't get to really see anybody yeah. that, said, that said Red might still be powerful. He goes, well, we don't really need him. He's expendable now. Yeah. So I feel like he's more of a bad guy. I feel huh. like I feel like Red was kind of a little leash on the on the rabid dog, and a director can definitely go after sure. after Red. Good guy, bad guy, Julia. Oh, totally a bad guy. Bad guy, Flippo, bad guy. Bad guy. All right, all but right. they're all bad guys. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent casting for a bad guy, though. Yeah, oh, he's great. Yeah, he's so great. glad to see him. They, they, they lit him all in the shadows and everything. He was he was looking great. Um, so great. And then you know, so so and what, what about uh, our girl Janelle uh, Janelle Maloney? I mean, as the new uh, CIA liaison, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I mean, she seems to be just kind of doing her job. Quotes, um, taking orders, but she seems good, right? I would say I good guy. Good. 
I think she's only here probably for this this episode and the next one probably because yeah I think she's just a liaison for this operation. Hmm. She came in here for the for the for the mission, but I don't. I think we'll see more of the director, but I don't think we'll see more of her after after Thursday's episode. That's just my thought. Okay, well I yeah. I, I, I think that we. But she's out, she's definitely in the dark. She was not in that meeting. Right. Uh, in that meeting with all those foreign, you know, people in the organization that were talking, I feel like that she's going no, to. She stick... was not. She was not eating dinner at the grown-up table. That's for sure. No, no. she was at the kids' table with the rest of us. Well, yeah. but I think that this is why she'll she'll probably end up sticking around instead of planning as as the liaison. I think that the director thinks that he's getting his intel, you know, inside the FBI from her, and then I think that. Well, I'm kind of jumping in predictions, but I feel like that she's going to side with like you know, sort of the Reddington and sort of really try to get in for. She's the one who's going to be able to. Be the mole with to to the CIA, the mm. CIA mole to the FBI. If that makes sense, yeah, I, can um, see that. I don't know. I, I think that she's she's going to be part of the team in, in taking. I, I think she'll stick around a little bit. I don't yeah. think we'll see her every single episode. Right, okay. but when the director's around, I think she'll be around too. Okay. Um, is okay. So what happens if God, we could not be hung further off of a cliff at this episode? I mean, we have you know red yelling shoot him. We have missiles inbound. We have now. I was in the impression that those missiles would vaporize the entire ship. I thought so too. Like they were thirty seconds out, and then we look out the window, and they it was an explosion. There was an explosion, right? I think so. Yeah, it seemed to end right on the explosion. So what the hell? What? How, how are they getting out of this, Batman? <laughs> like, Flippo, how are they getting out of this? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> They're just going to spader the shit out of it. That's how it works. Yeah. Right. Uh, so do we... Um, go ahead. No, I got nothing. I mean, it's 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 a it's an oil platform, right? Is that the idea? So it's, yeah. So it's... Uh, yeah, I got nothing, man. Well, I it should be you, super exploding. F-22 Raptor fires, uh, fires whatever, you know, air-to-surface air missile it's going gonna, it's gonna to fire at you. It's not going to be fun. No. Yeah. Uh, One thing that, that I'm curious about, though, um, just from that ending... You know, we saw we saw the uh, you know uh, Braxton's guys in that torture room mm-hmm. uh, with a gun pointed. At, it looked like at the oh, guards at the, at the guards back, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not, cliffhanger number three. That's cliffhanger number three. But that was like a good three minutes before the end of the show. You know, at the same yeah. time, that's when uh, that's when Braxton had his gun out to uh, right. to Lizzie. Right, and then all of a sudden, Red comes and saves her. But there's like a good three minute dialogue going on while this is, you know, happening down below. You think so, all three of them are dead? I, I don't think so, but I, I I find it hard to believe that Samar or Wrestler would be dead. But at the same time, I'm like, what's going to stop them in that amount of time? That just seemed like a really weird, either a weird time to put that edit in there, yeah. or, or what? You know, it's going to be it was hard poorly for poorly to... timed in terms of real time. It, yeah. It, 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 yeah, cool if it was, it was cut all against each other. It was pretty cliffhangery, though. Yeah, you know? I mean, it makes more sense that they'd be dead, but I just don't see that happening. But mm. it's still weird. Well, I mean, those missiles hit; they're all dead. I have no idea. Yeah, you know, I I, I wanted just on that world thing. I think that was really cool. They did this kind of neat thing with uh, Samar and the guard. It, it was sort of like a. It, it felt. I mean, Flip, you can speak to this too. It felt like sort of almost a semi political comment because there's been so much made lately on on, on Bill Maher and other other places about. Um, Muslim, you know, Muslim extremists, and it being about a religion versus the religion being bad versus the people being versus these group of thugs versus you know um, are all you know is, is is it Islam that's causing that 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 that's bad or is it a group of thugs that are bad? I think that they did have this weird exchange that sort of like made 
a, a good a, a quote unquote good person and a bad person, presumably both um, uh, of Muslim faith, that that she made a plea to him, a faith based plea to him that worked, and I think that was sort of just to tell. You know, the, it was kind of a subtle message saying that it's not about the religion. It's about the individual. Do you know what I'm saying, Flabeau? I hear what you're saying. Um, Do you believe? Deep water. I mean, well, I mean, I, I, they, they, they spent a lot of time, they spent a lot of time on the, on the like, Allah, you can't, da, da, da. This is a guy, you know, as, as a, a Middle Eastern guy with guns pointed, you know, uh, at, at a Middle Eastern woman. And they spent a lot of time. Do you really want to do this? Is this what you want to do? You go, well, you're FBI. You're bad. A lot of like rhetoric. And then it all comes like, is this what God wants you to do? And it's like, oh, okay. You know, I mean, it was very, it was very, there's some statement made there. I mean, you had to say No, that. you're not wrong. You're, you're 100% right. There was definitely a reason to do that. There was, there was not an accident by any stretch. How did you read that? Um, I, I think your reading on it is probably, I, I think you probably put more in it than, 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 uh, than Joe Carnahan did. But, I put um, more on it. It's right there. I'm reading the subtitles. <laughs> I just like to argue with you, Joe. No, I don't mean that. Well, I mean, like, I, I don't know if he's trying to make that that big a political statement. What's he's he doing then? Trying, I agree with you that he's certainly saying that that it's that it's not that cut and dry. And, and here's a nice another example because everyone's, you know, I mean, there's got to be a recognition that most of us, our experience with people from other parts of the world is, is I mean, the majority of it's from television. So you know, it's not it's a better image than uh, than what it could have been. Certainly, I agree with you on that. It gave us a much more uh, nuanced image. Well, I say all that to say, not because I thought it was kind of an interesting moment. I thought it was kind of a cool moment. But I say all that to say, back to your point, Nando, like, you know, who knows? I mean, maybe maybe she talked some sense into the guy. Maybe she, maybe the guy is not going to shoot them. I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? I mean, yeah, she was talking, you know, to, you know, she was trying to uh, cater to his uh, morals yeah, throughout she, the show. Right. So it's possible, but I find well, it hard to believe. Maybe in creating that connection between the two of them, once the missiles actually hit, they're going to have to find themselves, if they survive, working together right. to yeah. get out. Right. Um, and I, I just want to touch on, I just I also loved, uh, I mentioned it before, but uh, the, the idea of when they started running down the dossier of all the people that <laughs> that, uh, that were in the prison, mm-hmm. uh, that, that that Ron Perlman can help that can help him. That's like right up my alley. That's right up there with the big board for me. Like you know, Nando Velasquez, age thirty eight. He's a specialist at blah blah blah. Like I love all that stuff. And like you know, they, <laughs> and those guys all coming together and like, oh my god. And then Red's go. Red says, I know people too. Yeah, and it's this guy, another guy. Like, yeah, I love, there I love isn't a prison stuff. where I don't know a few people. Yes, unfortunately. <laughs> Joe, did you like that junk? I liked all that stuff. No, that was great, man. That, I, it, that was really cool. It it gives them all status, too. I love, I'm a sucker for exposition that is done fast, that Mm -hmm. that gives you, like, you know, if you don't have the time with the 43 minutes, uh, 43 minutes, you don't have the time. And I love that. Like, hey, you know, real quick, boom, boom, boom. And now without spending any scenes on it, you got these, we have respect. I love it. I just love it, like, whether it's a Dirty Dozen or, or Magnificent Seven or it's, one of the super friends. I love the idea of assembling a team. You know, like one of the super we've, friends. We've got a wonder twin flowers. <laughs> I'm dating myself with the super friends, but we've got to assemble the team of badasses. It was also of Joe Carnahan. Yeah, very smoking aces. Very smoking aces moment for Joe Carnahan there. I like, I like all that stuff. Uh, okay, so um, yeah, man. I don't know. Uh, we'll, we'll see how this all happens. Um, the, what else? What else? Do we do we miss anything specific in there? We have to, I mean, you know, we have to wrestler. We got to the, the 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 confrontation. We got to the Lizzie. We got to the FBI slash CIA thing. Went to the fulcrum. 
Um, that, that's a lot. It's a lot covered. That's a lot. I'm not covered next. So that was a lot of. Oh, I know we didn't get to what. Um, Red's a badass. He had the shot with the shot. The, a bloody. That was a very bloody scene. A bloody Whoa. red with with a giant shotgun. Yeah, walking that, through the prison riot. That taking ass, MFs out. That big ass guy. Yeah. like, I need your shotgun. He's like, wow. <laughs> I'm gonna need that shotgun. <laughs> yeah, that was on some. Uh, that that's that's kind of again. We saw all shades of Reddington here. Like mm. that, we saw you know he. Well, he'd been egged on a little bit by Braxton. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Saying he's soft, saying he's spoiled, saying that he, he no. can't quite cut it, and obviously he still can. Yeah. And, and that was also, like, we saw those in the promos, but that's also for the new viewers, too. I think Absolutely. I think the new viewers get the get a picture of the intellectual red, that exposition with uh, with um, with uh, Braxton saying, you know, you're tailored suits and blah, blah, blah. That kind of gives the new viewers, like, who this guy is. But then we see well red rounded. be a badass. So yeah. it was really, really cool stuff. Mm. Joe, would you, did you like the shotgun? Did you like that bit? No, it was beautiful. And you're right. The exposition, the, the way they did it was, was very smooth. And anybody who watched from the Super Bowl on, you, you know, you weren't going to get caught up by any stretch of the imagination, but you'd be at least walk away going, oh, that show's pretty cool. That's cool. I get it. That's yeah, cool. well, you, have to, you have to understand, too, like, us watching a show, we're big fans. Whenever Red starts talk, talking into one of his stories, like, sure. you know, that reminds me of a story I want to say. We all love that, but someone who just tuned in after a big, you know, ego, you know, male brouhaha fest like the Super Bowl is going to want to see some action. So yeah. you want to and, – and like we said earlier, you know, you see Ron Perlman – Big guy playing Luther Braxton, bad guy, and you see James Spader playing, you know, Red Reddington, who's yeah. not as muscular, big, whatever. We want to see proof as to why Red is a badass and why he's fearful. Um, I'm going to say one one thing that's a little, maybe a little controversial um, for listeners or viewers or whatever, but I think we're all in lockstep on this. I think I think what the show's also figured out is the show is about Red and James Spader. The show's at its best when when Red. Is that Red's red, and then whoever the blacklister is 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 elevated to Red's level. The blacklister mm-hmm. and Red are the most important areas of the elements of the show. Now you add this whole um, uh, super other villain here with um, uh, the director. Yeah, that's amazing. And in, in the way in the background there, you have Lizzie. Yeah. I, you know, I, Lizzie. Not a lot of Lizzie in this episode, and I was okay with it. Well, yeah, you don't forget we lost we lost Berlin and we lost Finch from last from the yeah. first half of the season. So all right, it's all done. Yeah, I mean, do, I mean, do, I mean, do, do, do you follow that? I mean, Julia, how do you what do you, do you, what do you think about that sort of like? Well, I agree. This is this is Red Show. I lay in wait when he's not on right. on the screen. It, that's all I want at all times. I just want Spader on the screen. Yeah. Um. So I was fine with them pairing her back a little bit in this episode. But it was also a very explosion-y episode. It was a very action-packed episode, um, which I think you're totally right, Nando. I don't say that very often. I know. Uh, (laughs) It's a new year. But uh, riding on the coattails of of this big epic Super Bowl sort of uh, eases people into this show and gives an idea of what it is. But I just want red all the time. And I think that it was layered really well. And I, I, I mean, I loved this episode, and I again have no problem with them pairing Lizzie back. A I mean, bit. Flippo, did you want more Lizzie, more wrestler? I'm sorry, that uh, no, no, I think it's just, <laughs> just the right amount of Lizzie. Okay, just right. Nando, that was just fine. How you feel? You know, and and oh, you know, can't say enough about Joe Carnahan. The, the pacing of it, the tempo, really, really, really well done. And it really, it felt to me, you know, and uh, like. Like the the blacklist is in is in is in. I, I think he's the best director that they've got. I think if they could have him direct more episodes, I think it would be with benefit the show. I, I really feel like he's got a good handle on the pace and the tempo that the show functions the best in. 
Well, he's you know what a, I mean? I never well, feel like when I, I don't feel I walked away from this. I didn't have any 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 any, uh, any Lennox moments that I wanted to make fun of. I didn't have any any uh, any Diego mo- any Gladnoff uh, moments where I was like, oh come on, because it just he doesn't give you room for that. Like he, he trims, he keeps it tight enough. Does that make any sense? Oh, I have oh, yeah, one but- moment. Good. The breathe, you son of a bitch. Oh yeah, that was my moment. But, that, was- <laughs> that killed me. It killed me. <laughs> Some fine acting. Um, <laughs> some fine acting. Some, some fine acting going on there. Um, Joe, I mean, uh, flip. Yeah, Joe Carnahan's big time, big time movie director, big time movie director directing big time movies. He's got no time to be directing I blacklists. Fine. I don't even know how he has the time to do this. Well, I mean, it's I'm, his I'm show. Like you know, he's a he's a co creator of the show and uh, executive producer, and he he dips in uh, to make sure it's it's going well, and then he'll dip out, and then he'll probably dip in to direct the finale, and you know that, that's what he does. That's what he's there for. Are you okay with Lizzie? You, you want more Lizzie? What do you got? Uh, I, I, I will say this. I like the direction. Even... I like the direction they're taking this with Lizzie right now. The okay. fact this whole fulcrum thing that she yes. is a fulcrum. Yes. Uh, so it, it seems to be shifting. So I don't know. I don't know if the answer is that I want more Lizzie. I don't want the old Lizzie. I'm kind of liking but, the shift that they're doing here. But we still want to see Red is the priority, and whoever Red is up against, I think, okay. is also the priority. Lovely. Yeah. Um, Nando, you spent a lot of time. Um, we all spent some time. We read a bunch. Um, for some news here, I don't know. Do we just do the news drop? Do we do that still? I don't know. Yeah, we can do a news drop. Okay. After Buzz TV News. Uh, yeah, well, well got, of course my internet's kind of down. Uh, Blacklist was uh, probably one of the most tweeted shows yesterday. Obviously, there wasn't that much competition because of the Super Bowl. Super sure. Bowl was the highest tweeted show. Wait, uh, the Super Bowl was yesterday? Yeah, Super Bowl was yesterday, <laughs> too. And the Australian Open, actually, the finals oh. of the Australian Open was also heavily tweeted. But then sure. the Blacklist was, I think, just about the biggest TV show that was being tweeted, followed by Jimmy Fallon. Right. Uh, and then, of course, the ratings went up. The, the, the impressive thing, I think, to, to take note of, is that the blacklist ratings were higher than any other post Super Bowl show since the last time NBC had uh, had the Super Bowl, and that was The Voice was the follow up. Wow. So, which is interesting because the ratings ratings in general go down because we you know we live in this sort of uh, you know the, the more channels the more like the, the numbers the numbers aren't what they used to be like you yeah. know um, you know the Cosby the Cosby Show got like a thirty you know mm-hmm. thirty million people watch the Cosby Show now so yeah. you know um, that's that's great to see that but it oh, was. Up 11% from, I think it was up 11% from Fox's telecast last year of The New Girl. So, I mean, New Girl Blacklist, obviously very, very different. Sure. And, uh, yeah, so, again, just based on all the trades and everything, everyone seems to think that it was a success for NBC to put Blacklist on after the Super Bowl. It was great for the Blacklist. And, of course, I think the big thing that we get to see coming up is how it's going to fare in its new time slot. It's going to be on Thursday nights at 9 o'clock, and it's going to be up against Scandal. It's a very heavily contested. Uh, day, yeah. Thursday nights. NBC used to own Thursday nights, sure. uh, uh, you know, way back must, when. Must see TV, must see TV, yeah. uh, and and it's very interesting because they have. They have it opposite Scandal, so that's going to be a very big one. I think yeah. CBS still has two and a half men, and then they're switching something else uh, on that time slot. But the other interesting thing about the blacklist, it's on 9 o'clock, sandwiched in between two other new dramas, The Slap at 8 o'clock and Allegiance at 10. Right. So, yeah, there's no real there's no real hope for a lead-in from anything powerful at 8. And it just seems like they're really resting a lot on the blacklist to be in there to bring viewers to Thursday nights. Yeah, I mean they're 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 really. I mean they, they 
you know, usually instead of launching launching with a new show, you launch with a blacklist, and then you take all those eyeballs, all those new eyeballs, yeah. over to Thursday night to help launch your two new dramas. I mean, it's, it's a nice strategy. I mean, Legion's just you know, looks like it's you know it's kind of an Americans ripoff and an Americans guy. Yeah, I don't know if I'm gonna give it a chance or not because uh-huh. I'm like Americans. Uh, but the slap looks looks really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I mean, it, it could work if those if those shows are any good. Yeah. Uh, they NBC could uh, this could be a coup. They can they can win back Thursday nights. I don't know. So that's that, that's good. I mean, stuff. Scandal does fairly well, but I think I think Blacklist was doing better overall in ratings over over Different Scandal. Different audiences, though. I feel like the Scandal watchers yeah. aren't the Blacklist watchers. You know, I, I mean, like both shows, but I'm a little behind on Scandal, honestly. Right. So obviously, I'll be watching Blacklist yes. uh, to do this show. Sure. Well, <laughs> I, I love them both too. I don't know. Yeah. Um. Okay, that's cool. I think that's about it. Uh, uh, predictions. Yeah, let's go to predictions. All right. And now you're after Buzz TV. Um, Josie, I'm flipping those in front of the phone. Why don't you tell Julia that she has to go first? <laughs> Julia, you have to go first. Uh, something's on you. Okay. All right. Predictions. <sighs> I'm the Tell worst. She's won, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So Lizzie is the key to the fulcrum. Um, that being said, I think that hmm. mm-hmm. the fulcrum is either embedded in her memory that her father had it before the fire and she saw it, or it's in a microchip form and it's somewhere either on her person or in some beloved item like her bunny that they always, always show in that fire. Oh, my God! I should have gone first. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So uh, I think that this next episode is going to be, uh, uh, what's, uh, uh, Luther. Luther trying to extract this information from her. Does Luther live or die? From the explosion he lives. Okay. I mean... Oh, and I don't think that, I, I think that... One of the guys, either Samara or Wrestler, I don't think that one of them, one of them's not going to make it out. Hmm. Okay. Nando. Uh, let me let me preface this by saying I don't know if anyone else has seen it, but I, I managed to see you know the the preview for next week yes. or for Thursday. Uh-huh. So for anyone who doesn't like seeing you know hearing this stuff, there are spoilers ahead for uh, Thursday's thing. I haven't seen it. You haven't seen it? No. Well, mm-hmm. I'm going to say that based on what you said, it sounds like you saw. Like you saw that because they do show that that yeah, your prediction. Oh yeah, wow. they actually do show that. Twenty fifteen, maybe I yeah. I'm getting my groove. So mm. or maybe you saw it and you just forgot that you saw the preview for Thursday because okay. they actually showed that they. What did they show? They what's, showed, what's your prediction? Well, well, let me just say what they showed. If you're if you're listening right now, now's the time you just tune up for thirty seconds. They showed that uh, Braxton is alive and he has Lizzie kidnapped and she's on a gurney and he's trying to extract the oh. information from her. Okay. And they actually have something that says Red Red's worst nightmare. So, yeah, so absolutely. So that seems to be happening. Um, I guess my prediction would generally be, uh, I, I want to see Ron Perlman get away in general. Yeah. You know, sure. he's, he's, I want to see him return. I want him to be like the next Berlin, at least be in multi episode. Yeah, you he's know, great. uh, and, and same thing with the director, obviously. I love the director. I want to see him. I, I think the director and Red are going to meet head to head and they have a big history. Red knows the director really, really sure. well. I can't wait to actually see those two meet. Maybe he's my super blacklister. Yeah. And I don't think anyone's going to die. I don't think, I, I think that would really suck. I think, uh, obviously you want to see, um, you want to see Samar survive just because of a little love connection there. Yeah. Aram. Um, Aram. We'll devastated. Flip, yeah. Flippo, you got any predictions? Uh, I was going to do a quick shout out. Caitlin Kay tweeted that she said it, that the fulcrum is in the bunny, which I thought was, and then, then Julia. 
Mm-hmm. You could because Julie got to go well, I had to go first. That's not fair. Right. Um, I think if, if Lizzie. Wait, hold, hold on. Open, I'm sorry, Joe. I have to, have to interrupt. Are you like, are you with your computer open, like, like live tweeting right now? Are you checking Twitter? Are you actually on Twitter right now? That can't be right. I looked, I looked at it. I'm not, I wouldn't say I was on it. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm like, that's, what that's, is good? Like, the world is ending. Flippo's like live on Twitter, like checking, checking stuff out. He's, that's a second Twitter shout out. Okay, go ahead. I pay attention to the young people. All right. Oh, boy. <laughs> go ahead. Twitter boxes. Um, so if, if, if Lizzie, if Lizzie is the key to the fulcrum, then I think it's going to be, it's going to be something embedded in her memory. Cause it was 30 years ago. We didn't have microchips that wouldn't have been like. It was 20 years ago. 20 years ago. 20 years ago. 20 years ago? Yeah, so it was after 8-track cassettes. That's a a tougher call. I'm going to go with hypnosis. I'm going to go like hypnosis to get it out. Hmm. That's what I predict. Okay. Um, Yeah, my my prediction is uh, I I think it's some, I think it's not, I don't know, I think it is something physical. Uh, you know the bunny, the scar. I don't know. Scar. It's 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 some something 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 that's there. Uh, but I'm curious as to why Perlman knows. Why does he know the information? Like, it's it's you know. Uh, don't know. How does he know who the girl? The girl. They all don't know about the girl. And who else knows about the girl? How, how come no one else is making that connection? If he knows, how come the director doesn't know? I don't know. It's just, it seems like a little. I don't know. A prediction. I don't know, man. I don't. I I, I think. I don't. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't have any. Oh, you sound like me. I don't know what to say. <laughs> I, I, I don't. I, I too don't think it, um, both. Um, I think wrestler or um, wow. Samara will not make it out of that. One of them. One of them's not going to make. You it. think one of them's not going to make it? Yeah, that's my prediction. Okay. Which is which is someone else's prediction? It just seems crazy that they would have these massive missiles blow up this this prison and everybody makes it out alive. Right. Because you know Lizzie's going to. You know Red's going to. Yeah. We know that um, um, Braxton's going to because right. we know he's in the next episode. Everybody's going to survive. I don't know. Maybe they call up the strike. I don't know. But there's already, already missiles coming. I thought it was going to be one of those moves where they press a button and the missiles self-destruct or something. <laughs> like one of those moves. They're duds. Yeah, they're duds. I don't know. Um, like in The Rock. Didn't that happen in The Rock? I don't know. All right. Um, I guess that's it. Yeah. Well, God, it's a lot. That's a 57 minutes, and we talked about the blacklist for, for 30. So <laughs> no, more than 30. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, we're very happy to be back. Um, thanks for, for downloading it, us and listening to us on iTunes. If you're watching on YouTube now, hello. Uh, thanks for watching us on YouTube as well. Uh, we welcome all of your comments. We, we can't wait to talk to you and engage with all of you again. Uh, very excited about this Thursday. Right? Yeah. yeah. Thursday, wow. 9 o'clock. New time nine slot. 9 o'clock, new time slot for, for the blacklist. Uh, Joe Flippo, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me at Joe Flippo, uh, at Joe Flippo on Twitter, and my website is josephstanflippo.com. Great. Nando? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Nandovel, N-A-N-D-O-V-E-L, and here on some other shows like uh, The Walking Dead returning this week as well, and uh, Scorpion. Julia? Uh, Twitter and Instagram with my name, Julia Carely, J-U-L-I-A-C-E-A-R-L-E-Y. And I'm Joe Braswell. You can find me uh, on Twitter and Instagram at Joe K. Braswell. Uh, not on the Americans uh, this this time around. What? Uh, oh, no. jo- yeah, Joe Flip and I are very disappointed about that. I know some of you mentioned it. Could not do it, but we are here in the blacklist. We're very happy to do that. So um, thank you so much for listening, joining, and listening and watching us, and we will see you all next week. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. 
To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.